Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their top five actionable life lessons with you all in hopes to inspire you to take more action in your life and find your true purpose. Today I have an incredible guest, someone with so much amazing energy and such an awesome story to her life. Her name is Natalie James and she's an entrepreneur and inspirational speaker who founded Ventblow Dry Bar which is located in Toronto's Liberty Village. They are a destination where women can unwind, de-stress and dedicate some much needed time back to themselves all while getting glamoured up for whatever their day has in store. In this episode, Natalie shared her top five actionable life lessons which she has learned and has helped her grow into the servant leader she is today. And here is a little insight of what she shared in this episode. Number one, daily routine. Having a consistent, strict balance in your life is key. The second thing she shared was non-negotiables, things you must complete daily in your life. The third, drop the titles and labels, basically meaning to humble yourself. Number four, find your community. Surround yourself with like-minded people. And number five, embrace your story, meaning accept yourself fully for who you are. She shared an incredible quote during this episode where she says, don't be afraid to fail. Your failures are often lessons and stepping stones towards your greater purpose. Honestly, you are going to love this episode. So sit back, relax and enjoy the rest of the show. Without further ado, let's go. Hey, Natalie, thank you so much for being with me on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. Honestly, I'm super grateful to have you on the show. Your story is so inspiring. I was like itching to get you on the show for like a month now. And I know we scheduled it. And honestly, I've just been so excited. And as always, my listeners already know, I'm just going to shut up. And I want to hear Natalie's top five life lessons that you think throughout your journey so far has really impacted your life, your kids' lives, your family, and just everyone around you. I really want to learn what your top five life lessons are. Um, so I want to just get straight into it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Um, I, I really appreciate this format because I, I have so many things that I feel really have helped me. And it's not just throughout my whole life, but really in this phase that we're in right now, it applies. And I think the benefit to me, if I can say benefit, um, is, you know, I'm, I've been through things. So I know what, what I need to do to come through it. And I think when we're in this current pandemic that we're all collectively experiencing, um, I'm really tapping into some of those things. So really what I've done, and I think it's evolved, and that's the important thing here, is that you know, some of these things I've, uh, I've definitely tweaked along the way, but what it really comes down to the first thing is my routine. I, I just truly am a firm believer that when you have a routine and you can establish consistency in your life, you can really navigate all the things and you can be in alignment with what is happening. Um, I think a lot of people say, oh, I'm in a rut or, you know, I just can't get out of this kind of feeling that I'm in. And I always say, well, what's your routine look like? Because I know for myself, when my routine is off, I am just, 
a mess. I can't seem to get anything working the way I want to. So I, I do give myself grace. And I think one, one thing I can say is during quarantine, everyone was really thrown off because everyone's routine was just yeah. halted, immediately halted. Kids were at home. We were homeschooling. Nobody could go to the gym. You couldn't do all the things that you were used to doing. And for me, that really um, was what I felt first and foremost. And so I think what I did really quickly at the beginning of all this was re readjust my routine. And this is the thing. These things are fluid. We don't have to lock them in. We, we really just need to figure out what it is that serves us and, and just make time for them. And so I really, really just believe that through consistency, we can achieve all the things that we want to achieve and we can just have a different um, perspective when we're looking at everything that we're experiencing. So my morning routine is just like sacred to me. Um, now it's shifted a little bit. It doesn't start at 5 a.m. anymore because I'm not having to rush out the door in the morning. So there's a little more flexibility there, which is great because with all of the stress that we're all going through, you know, sleep is a bit of an issue. So, you know, we just, we're realigning and it's now incorporating a lot of my family activities within that. So morning routine, nightly routine, just so, so important. And that leads me to the second point, which is non-negotiables, determining what those are. Mm. Um, and the reason it follows is because my non-negotiables are tied to my routines. So whatever that looks like, I mean, it can be your two, three, five things that you just, in a day, no matter what happens, what are they? What do you need to get done to feel like you've been successful today? And I know it sounds really cliche, but I'm going to say it anyways, but you cannot pour from an, an empty cup. It's just, it's yep. the truth. And I think as for myself, being a mother and, and doing all the different things, if I don't serve me first... I'm really not much good to anybody else. And this has taken a lot of um, time, trial and error. But I really just, I tie my really important things into my morning routine because it's before anyone else is usually up in the morning. It's usually before anyone else needs me for anything. And I just feel like I've set my intentions for the day. I've done the things that really serve me, that keep me in alignment with my purpose, and I feel like I can then execute the rest of my day. And these two things in connection with each other, just they almost build this consistency and habit within you that then you can take and apply to your goals as well. It's that same structure, that same mindset that's really going to help you to, to look at any issue, any goal, and just approach it with a different perspective. So those two things really... I feel have helped me stay on task, helped me to gain the perspective during kind of crazy times, especially this one we're in right now, and just really um, make me intentional with my energy and my time and uh, make me feel like I am accomplishing the things that I need to do. Mm. You know, I, I think... I can totally relate to that because I think, just to add here, like for me as well, it's like when I know... I've done my non-negotiables in the day, mm -hmm. which is basically make sure that I move my body. So I do some kind of workout. That's 100% I have to do it every day. 
um, or at least like, you know, at least six times a, a week now. Um, and just other things, just like my gratitude um, practice, my um, just my introspection that I have during the day where I just take time out for myself for some inner peace. Um, and then before bed, same thing, another gratitude practice where I'm just just appreciating life, just appreciating mm-hmm. the things that I have, the things that um, that I may kind of overlook during the day, but just reminding myself, you know, just grounding yourself at night before bed. Like, Sadiq, you have enough. Like, you have so much more than many people out there who are suffering in the world. So just be grateful for everything, your phone, your clothes. Like, I go so deep and so extreme, but I think it's important. Absolutely. I mean, my non-negotiables are, are very similar to yours. You know, moving my body every day, journaling, um, my gratitude practice, and, you know, having my morning coffee and my evening bubble bath. Those things are really important to me and they make me feel like, okay, these are the things for me. I can now um, not feel bad about, you know, doing these things and then, you know, attend, attending to the other things in life that, you know, need your time and attention as well but yes those things if I if I feel like if I can't get those things done in the morning or throughout my day I just feel like something's off for the rest Mm -hmm. of the day and I'm always kind of like a hamster on a wheel just chasing um something you know and it's like that feeling of um chaos I guess you know and so it's super important it's not something I always did and once I figured it out, I was, it was just like an epiphany <laughs> yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, so the third one, and this one is, um, interesting. I think you've probably heard it before, but I really, uh, really believe it. And that is to drop the titles that we give ourselves. And this has two phases to it. And I think what I mean by this is when somebody asks who I am. And I respond with, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a CEO. It can be really, really dangerous because the problem is these titles can be taken away from us. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, that's when we feel like we've lost our identity and that we, we don't know who we are anymore. And, um, you know, I think we need to like, we need to just look at who we are as our values more than these titles. And, uh, you know, these are important things, but, you know, for example, my kids are teenagers now and for years and years and years, they needed me for everything, everything they did. They needed their mom, but as they get older, they need me less. I'm still their mom. But when you feel like your identity is to, to be mom, to everybody and then they don't need you. It's, it's really um, a, a crisis that you go through. Yeah. And I think this is just where it's really dangerous for us to hold on to these, these items, these titles. And for example, when I, I was in a career for 20 years and when I wanted to leave my career to become an entrepreneur, one of the biggest things that held me back was my title. I held so much value to that title as as my identity. And if I wasn't that anymore, then who was I? And this is what I'm good at. If I don't do that anymore, then what am I good at anymore? So it was really um, a hurdle I had to overcome. And I think it's just really dangerous when we give ourselves these titles. And I think we need to be very careful about when we say who we are, 
to not do that and just say, you know what? I'm a storyteller. I empower people. And these are the things you want to be because nobody can take those away from you. I love That's that. never going to change. That's so powerful. That's the first time I heard of that. That's, I love that. It's so amazing. You're, you're absolutely right as well. I think when we... And in the way I see it is just humble yourself, right? Like just take away the titles and just become more humble. Just when people ask you who you are, I love how you said like, rather than telling them a title or a specific name of what you are, a coach, a speaker, a mom, a brother, a father, you know, just instead just say, you know, you're just a storyteller. Or just say, I love empowering people. I'm just a positive person. I'm just, I'm just, I'm positive light in the world. You know, like that's just so much more creative. It's so much more even intriguing, right? It'll make people curious to know, hmm, what does that mean? Like, tell me more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think this comes too with with labels, you know, for years and years. I I told, uh, I gave myself this label that I was different. I was, and therefore not enough. And these are just, these are really, really damaging things that we, that we do to ourselves that we really just need to let go of. So that's, that's a big one for me. And I, I see it happening all the time. And I, I have to really watch myself too, because, you know, when you look at a bio, what, I'm a mother of three, I'm a wife, I'm, you know, and, and those are important, but that's truly to my core, not who I am. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so I guess we're moving on. I don't know what number we're at, but um, okay, number four. I love number three. It's my favorite so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, number four is find your community. And I think this is so, so important and um, one that I've really realized when I left my career and became an entrepreneur. This was something I didn't really realize the importance of. Um, but for years, um, I think, you know, you, you have a circle of friends, you have a circle of people and when you, you need to be inspired by the people you're around. I think that's what it comes down to. And if, if you're not inspired by your circle, then it's actually a cage Mm. because, you know, it's really hard and you learn this and I think you can probably relate to this when you change and you make a, a discovery about yourself or you decide to achieve a dream or a goal. It's usually people closest to us that don't support it. Yep. And I've heard this numerous times, numerous times where it's the people closest to us that don't aren't cheering us on. And I, I really, I think it took some time to realize this, but it's more reflection on them than it is of you. And it's their insecurity or their wish for more that they're kind of hoping secretly with them. But um, this can be really, really challenging. So I quickly realized that I needed to surround myself with like-minded people, people that had the same hopes and dreams, the same aspirations, and really were people that I could count on for that kind of support as I was going through this. And, um, and that doesn't always have to be, you know, a goal or anything else. I think you just need to really critically look at the people around you and say, are these people inspiring me or are they holding me back? Are they letting me be my true self or do I have to pretend to be somebody else around them? And I think it comes back to just playing small around people 
And um, I know I, I think a lot of people struggle with this and it's something that, you know, you kind of almost have to do an inventory often of the people around you. And that's why I'm just, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. You know, we're so far away yet here we are, we've connected and we're like-minded people. We, Mm -hmm. we can relate to a lot of these things together. And that's just the beauty of being able to connect like this. And I'm just so grateful for these opportunities. No, me too. Honestly, like I, I think one of the biggest kind of like, like one of my kind of biggest life lessons to add to this actually is just that, you know, like I've just managed to get rid of all the negative people in my life. And I mean it, like I've just, I just don't have any friends or anybody in my life that tells me, hey, Sadiq, you suck or stop making videos or anything like that. You know, they, every single person that I have in my life right now are encouraging me to just go and you know give it your all. We can't wait to see you, um, see you on more stages, Sadie. We can't wait till COVID is over so you can start like doing more speaking and you know your co- mm-hmm. and grow your coaching business. We can't wait to see your success and like that cheering on, that encouragement from others is what fulfills us. Is what keeps us inspired and motivated to just take action every day, right? Like I always tell people, I make content not for me. I make it for everybody else in the world because I've already experienced these things and I've lived it and I never share things that I haven't lived. So the things that I share in my content, the reason why I never have a script is because it's pure passion. Like it's my life. I went through this. Even when I did my TEDx talk, I didn't even have, I created that structure a week before. I don't know if I told you this, but yeah. So my structure, like my presentation that you saw in the video, like that was the Saturday before, so my TEDx was on a Friday. The Saturday before that, I just sat down for three hours to create it. Literally like eight pages it was or nine pages. And all of them were just pictures and some words. <laughs> and because I was like, I just need that structure there. But it, on, the day of the, on the day of the event, I'm just going to be myself and just tell my story, tell the, the lessons and the things that I think is holding most people back from taking action in their life. Because I've done it. I'm like, why do I need a script or some kind of a... Uh, I don't know, like, you know, notes and stuff for something that I've lived for the past six, five, six years, right? Absolutely. It's just so so much more authentic when it comes from that place. And uh, I think that's amazing that you did that. I probably would have planned and, oh my gosh, probably overthought it. Uh, This is where, like, you know, progress over perfection is definitely a mantra that I always have to tell myself because I can over think and over plan. And yeah. it's, it's definitely, I, I would call myself a recovering perfectionist because yeah. uh, it can hold you back. And, and sometimes just almost um, take away from your story that you're, you're you can over script it. You can yeah. over, you know, perfect things. And sometimes it just needs to be raw and real. So. 100%. And I think there was on the day of my TEDx, actually, now that we're on that topic, there was one one of the speakers on that day. She's an amazing person, but she over scripted too much. Like you can tell everybody came to me after at the end and said, you know, that speaker, like she just said, she seemed like she was just telling, like reading the story in her oh, mind, okay. like a script. She didn't even have any engagement with the you know, with the um, the audience, she's just looking up and just like talking, like she just has a script in her head. And I saw her practicing before the event, she was practicing and practicing. I'm like, sitting, I'm not sitting there chilling, like I'm just gonna go on and just, you know, just talk like from the heart with passion and energy and craziness. And I'm gonna be sadic. I don't wanna be a different version of me on stage. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna be myself. If I say something stupid, I'll recover somehow. I'll make it, I'll make someone laugh. I'll do something funny, you know, like I just recover. But like you said, authenticity is so powerful. 
and it's it's the way that I've got so much credibility at such a young age because people just just like trust me for who I am because they're like this guy just doesn't have a filter like he doesn't care he's just being himself right and that's so cool that's amazing and I think that's something that it's one of my values is just to be authentic and vulnerable and it's um something that's hard to do because you know we we all fear judgment we it's something that can really set us back in a lot of ways but it's it's also something that has just helped me evolve as a person so much and it's just it's the basis for everything I do now if it's not authentic and it's not from a place of true vulnerability then then it's not right it doesn't feel right because for somebody who's lived behind a curtain for so long so to speak and hidden away from from so much of who I was it's suffocating it's so suffocating and once you realize that there's so much power in sharing from a place of vulnerability and authenticity it's just the most liberating thing ever I agree for sure so so much um, I guess we're at number five already. This is probably where we're going to get into a little more detail. Um, and that is embrace your story. 100%. Embrace your story. And this is hard to do because for somebody who didn't embrace their story for 30 years, wow. um, it took a long time. For years, I was ashamed of my story. Um, I saw my flaws and my imperfections as, as roadblocks to success. And I think I felt um, that in order to be competent and successful, I couldn't really show who I was. Mm. And so I literally hid who I was and um, it got to be so second nature that it was just what I did. I, I just, I protected it. And, um, I, I lived like this persona of, I was still me, but there was a huge part of me that I was afraid. And when you talk about being shy, a lot of people probably thought I was shy, but really what it was, I just didn't want attention because I didn't want to be exposed. I didn't want my flaws to be seen. Mm. So I'd much rather blend in than be seen. Yeah. And unfortunately this really holds you back from a lot of things in life, as you know, And so it was through a lot of internal work that I rewired these thoughts and I, you know, the, the feelings around shame and self-worth, um, I just really had to change the narrative there and really look at what my true value was. And it wasn't attached to, to my, um, my story. And there was actually, um, it was like an epiphany um, where I realized that all the pain and the trauma that I had experienced and overcome was actually my greatest gift. Mm. And, and really once I peeled back all of the layers of that and I could really see it for what it was, it was like my, my purpose just became crystal clear. And, and honestly, it has just been such a journey to really share it and um, I realized that it is through a lot of the pain that we go through and overcome that we find our purpose and that we really become uh, just so clear on what it is that we're here to do. 
And I would say that this has various aspects to it, but in sharing this story, my story, my personal story, you know, I've met people like Carrie who went through a very similar procedure that I went through. And it's our shared experience now that has connected us. And it's so beautiful because it was something that I was just like, I'm not going to talk about this. This is just not something I'm going to share. But I know that when you stand in your truth, you just, you give others permission to do the same. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And it's honestly now I would say for something I spent years trying to protect. Now I just want to stand on stages and scream it. I want to share it. I want to, if it helps one person, if there's one young girl that I can just speak to and say, you don't need to be ashamed of who you are. You need to embrace who you are. This is your unique gift to the world. You need to share it and you need to live it. You have one life, you know, don't, don't let it hold you back. And, and it's, it took me a really long time, but I, I truly believe that we come through these different phases of our lives and there's a time for everything. And, you know, here I am and I have three kids that it's really important that I, I teach them the same lesson and they can see it through me that, you know, we're all beautiful. We're all unique and we all have something to give this world and share with this world and nothing should be hidden away. Love that. So so, That's... so inspiring and so beautiful. I have a question. So out of curiosity, what to, to help more people out there listening or watching right now, what exactly, you said you did some internal work, right? What do you think that really made an impact that you did? Was it like, was it like me? Like, did you just go and in, in, involve yourself in personal growth or did you get a coach or a therapist or like how, how exactly was it that you really got over that, that way of thinking where you were, you know, kind of just hiding away from the world and not embracing the story? Mm -hmm. I think it was a progression of things. Um, Professional development, personal development has always been a big resource. And I think it's the the stories of other people that inspire you and make you feel less alone that you can resonate with. Um, It's those in in coordination with just, um, just that deep inner work and realizing, you know, what your, what your strengths are, what, uh, and all of the, all of the different things in, in coordination together. But I think one of the biggest turning points for me was having my kids. Mm. And I know we're not going into my story. It's all out there for people to find. Um, but it was, it's largely connected to being born with a, a rare condition where one side of my body is larger than the other, everything from my neck down. So I literally covered myself for my entire life, including for my husband didn't know for the first seven years of our marriage. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe not seven. Uh, I, I don't, not seven, maybe, I don't know. I've lost track. And honestly, it was having my kids and realizing I am worrying about getting in a swimming pool with my kids. I'm worrying about walking on a beach with my kids. These are memories that we're building that I'm really just, I'm not enjoying them. I'm more afraid of what what I might expose myself to. And really, I think it just got to the point of exhaustion, to the point of 
I don't want to hide anymore. I want to live my life for my kids. I want to show my kids. I mean, it would break my heart to, to think that my kids were feeling this about themselves. So I think it was all of these different moments in life that just make you realize what is important. And um, I think I also just needed to do a lot of growth internally to know that I am confident. Mm -hmm. I am capable. I am enough. And this doesn't define me. This doesn't make me a bad mom. This doesn't make me a bad wife. This doesn't make me a bad person. I can still be, you know, successful. Um, all of these things. So I think once I really just broke it all down and uh, finally just stopped hiding and realized that the ground didn't open up and swallow me and that life goes on and it's just so much more freeing to not carry this burden around anymore. Yeah. And to realize that life is just so short and we can't take a day for granted. We have to just live every life, every day of our life, sorry, uh, just to its fullest and not really just, again, those labels, those titles, don't let them define us. Powerful. I was just listening. I just, the silence was there because I was like taking it in, you know, it's so good, so, so deep and in kind of introspective because I think a lot of people don't have conversations like this, which is why their, their mind isn't very stimulating of the facts um, where they're really thinking deep about their life. They always just, how are you? How's your day? You know, just like boring Christian. When I meet people, I'm just like, hey, like, what are you up to that's exciting in your life? And suddenly they're like, no one's ever asked me that before. Sadie, you <laughs> asked me that. Like, why did you ask me that? The other day I met, I met a girl in a coffee shop and I just asked her, um, just out of curiosity, super random, like she's working as a barrister. And I just asked her, hey, you know, if you could, you know, if you could do anything in the world and not work here, what would you do? Just out of curiosity, just super curious, like, what would you do? She's like, like, I've never thought about it, actually. Like, I've, I've never really thought that deep. Like, I'm still young. I'm like, hmm, okay, cool. But like, on the spot, like, what would you do if you just had any, you had all the money and time in the world, what would you do? And then mm -hmm. I got her more excited and she's like, I would just travel the world and like, you know, I would go and teach people how to make coffee because she loves, you know, she loves making coffee. Like, I would travel the world, teach you how to do coffee, maybe start a coffee business or a cafe somewhere. I'm like, wow, cool, nice. I, I, I can totally see you do that one day, you know, like, and I just love having those conversations to stimulate people's mind and just to make them randomly, like, remember me, right? Like some dude came into the coffee shop today and asked me, what would I do if I wasn't working here? And I had to like live a dream life. And to be honest, the next time, every now, every single time I go back there, she'll never forget me, right? She'll always yeah. be like, oh, guy, you're so deep. Yeah. And, you know, you get, you start exchanging names. And, and I also taught her how to remember people's names because she says, I'm terrible at remembering people's names. I was like, here, here's a hack for you. Use, use that person's name in a sentence. Every time I come in and say, hey, Sadiq, how was your day? And then when I leave, just say, see you later, Sadiq. I'll take care. I'll see you soon, Sadiq. And just keep repeating yeah. my name while, yeah. while we're in conversation with each other. And you very quickly start remembering people's names, I promise you. Yes, I, I know that's definitely one of the things I've had to work on, for sure. Yeah. I, Not one of my strengths, but you're right. That technique does work. For sure. Yeah, because as a speaker, like, and, and as a coach now, like, so many people come and speak to me and, like, sometimes they get upset when I don't remember their names. I used to feel bad. So I really took the time to, like, understand how do I remember people's names because there's so many of them and I can't mm -hmm. remember everybody's. And mm -hmm. so I started using that technique and I was like, I can, I can remember these people's names because I can put a face to that name now and use it in a, in a sentence. Yes, yes. 
But before we end the end the episode, um, Natalie, I want to ask you a question that's going to take you a little bit deep, though. But I want you to answer it in one sentence because everybody loves to like expand it. But I'm like, what, what would your one sentence, what would your one like deep sentence be? So here we go. If me and Natalie were to do, let's say I'm Sadiq is hosting a massive event, 90,000 people in the crowd. Natalie is one of my, one of the speakers in the event. Okay. And I, I'm bringing you up on stage. You're coming up on stage. I'm, I'm introducing you, your story. Then you come up on stage. And I asked you after, at the end of your talk, hey, Natalie, What's the one sentence that you leave everybody in this stadium, in the stadium right now, 90,000 of them? What's the one sentence you leave all of them with to think about, to introspect on, to, to really dive deep into their life and just leave them curious to go and think about? What would that one sentence be? Wow. <laughs> I did say it's going to be deep, right? <laughs> okay. I think what I would say is, Don't be afraid to fail. Um, our failures are often, you know, lessons and stepping stones to towards like our greater purpose. And as hard as it can be in the moment, sometimes we don't see it until much later on. But if you embrace it and you learn from it and you move forward, these can be some of the most important moments of your life. I think that's what I would say. It's more than one sentence. I realize that. <laughs> the crowd would go wild, like just silence, pin drop, like, wow, amazing. I love that. That really made you think, right? So you like embrace yourself and really like, hmm, what would I say? I would just, because I think just to be very transparent and honest, this time during COVID has really taught us, taught me this. Um, I had to close my business as a result of, of COVID. And it wasn't because... I, you know, I struggled with, oh my gosh, like I planned for everything except a pandemic. Yeah. And it wasn't that my business wasn't successful. It wasn't that my business wasn't a great business and didn't serve a lot of people. It was that during this time right now, it's just not going to work. It's yeah. not sustainable during a pandemic. So I saw this as a failure at first. But what I, when I really dug deep and I could reflect on this, I, I looked at the people that I've met, the opportunities that I've had, and the inner growth that I've experienced through this time has taught me more than about myself than it has about business. Wow. And I really feel like I am the person I need to be now to go on to this next stage of my life. And to reach these next goals that I have. Mm -hmm. And it really has nothing to do with my business. Yeah. So it's that, it's that reflection and the appreciation and understanding that, and I always say this, I don't think that everything happens for a reason, but I think there's a lesson to be learned from everything we go through. Powerful. Everything we go through. And We're going to repeat some of these mistakes over and over again until we learn the lesson we're meant to learn. And I have been through a number of things that have taught me this. And this is no different. This time that we're experiencing right now is no different. We're going to come through this. We're all going to come through this. It's just how we choose to come through it that really matters. Yeah. I love that. That is honestly 
the most beautiful way you can even end the, the episode there because it's so it's just introspective as i said like a lot of the things you've shared in this episode i'm so grateful for everything that you shared natalie like there's so many deep things that people can go away with and really take action on the five things that you shared i mean i've just sat here and just listened and learned so much from you so thank you for your time and i'm super grateful for all the five lessons that you've learned and for all the content that you share for for being the amazing mom speaker uh, entrepreneur that you are inspiring those those women out there as well who are probably hiding behind the scenes as well and scared to tell their story but someone like you I'm so grateful for because if it wasn't for someone like you nobody those same people would never come out right those same people would be still scared they may be in a marriage right now where their partner also doesn't know something that's huge about them right they're hiding yeah. it so thank you for everything that you're doing it's super empowering and encouraging for so many people out there but if anybody listening or watching this on youtube if they want to reach out to you or have any questions for you or want to learn more about what you do um what's the best way they can reach out to you message um like email what's what's the best thing or what best platforms can they reach you on yeah i spend most of my time on instagram i know there's various platforms but that's my my chosen spot uh, i share a lot of content there and i try to be really active in my in my dms and get back to people as as much as i can um so that is i'm dot natalie james and that's where i'm in and i have links to different things from there and um yeah i'm really happy to have had this chance to talk to you and you know talk a little bit about some of the things that have helped me through different times in life including the one we're in right now so I just thank you and I'm really grateful that we've had the opportunity to meet and I can't wait to just follow along with your journey as well. Awesome. I'm so grateful and obviously I will be leaving all the links to Natalie's um uh, social media links and her website and everything in the description on YouTube and in the description on all the podcast platforms so reach out to us I always tell you guys anybody that i'm connected with i see as a servant leader to me i see as someone helping and encouraging and inspiring the world to be a better human being so reach out to her message her ask her a question if you're if you're struggling with something if you are going through something that she shared or if you go and check out her story by the way guys make sure you do go and check out her story obviously she didn't share it on the podcast but i do highly recommend you follow natalie and then go and check out her story on um on her on either her instagram or even on youtube you can find it and learn about her story cuz honestly you're going to have shivers like if you think you're going through a challenge you're going to have shivers and you know what she's been through and like you're going to be like so grateful for your life cuz when you understand that someone like Natalie has gone through so much of a massive challenge in their life struggled for so many years and it's not just like mentally it's like mentally physically just in every aspect of her life right spiritually like you understand like your challenge is a tiny weeny challenge compared to someone like her so Um, be grateful for what you have and uh, reach out to Natalie and any last things you want to share Natalie before we end the show no I'm just again very grateful to have had the time with you today and I've enjoyed following you as well and just all of your motivation that you just share on the daily with everybody <laughs> I'm so grateful but yes I'm always available to answer any questions and I will just say that you know yes I've been through things in my life but it doesn't minimize what everyone else is going through I know this is a really hard time that everybody's in right now but you know if we can just reach out to that community you know our people and know that you know there's always somebody to reach out to and there's always there's hope there's hope for everybody so 
Thank you. Love that. You're welcome. Natalie, I'm so grateful to have had you on the show and your time. So thank you for being here. And uh, I'm looking forward to staying in touch with you. I guess this is it. This is the end. And so I well, hope everybody... <laughs> there will be a part two. I'll be reaching. We'll be, we'll be doing another okay. update, like pre okay. uh, post post COVID in a few months. But like, yeah. Natalie, value back on the show. Come and share what you've learned now after post, you know, after the after COVID is now settled and things are getting back to normal again. Sounds um, good. But yeah, until then, keep safe, stay in touch, and uh, I'm looking forward to check out all your new content and the new uh, videos and posts that you come up with. Thank you. You're welcome. If you're still listening, I just want to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart. It truly means a lot that you're taking time out of your busy life to invest in yourself, to learn something new. And now, as a mentor of mine once taught me, teach it to others. Whichever platform you use, share whatever you've learned today with someone else out there in the world. Because we all need to spread more growth mindset related content out there for people to learn and change their lives too. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends let others know that there are guests on here who are sharing wisdom that's going to change their life and i hope to see you on the next episode take care